Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all having a fabulous day or evening, wherever you are, whatever you may be doing. The following recording was from a Facebook Live I did inside the Warrior Heart Yogis group on my Facebook page. And we're talking about authenticity and when we're layering on other people's expectations and trying to fit ourselves, you know, the square, <laughs> square peg round hole scenario, we're just leading ourselves into uneasiness, anxiety, stress, suffering. And when we start to tap into who we are at our core level and begin to express ourselves in that way and pursue our own passions, not those that may have been given to us, how we can experience more contentment in our life. A, a freeing sense of easiness, right? We just, yeah, it feels good to just be yourself. And this is unedited as always, so enjoy. Anybody's got any feedback, any questions at all, you can find me on warriorheart.yoga on Instagram and or Tara Muir, my full name on Instagram. Drop me a message. Love to hear from you. Have a great day. Today we're going to be talking about authenticity. Um, if anybody's got any thoughts, any ideas, please write some comments as we go along. If you've got any, hey Angie, if you've got any um, questions, just write them in and I'll have a look at the end so I can and try and keep some sense of flow going and then we'll come and answer your questions at the end. So I'm just going to check any comments here. Okay, beautiful. And I'm going to turn off my face if that's okay, because I find myself distracting. But I did have a haircut today and a little color conditioner, so I'm feeling a little bit fabulous. Let me know how you're feeling. Have you asked yourself how you're feeling today? What's going on in the physical body, the mind, emotions? How are you feeling today, guys? So... I'm going to start the talk today with uh, a little strangely perhaps, but as I was thinking about um, what it is to live with more authenticity, I remembered some studies that I'd read about uh, over, many times over the years through different teachers and, and different um, websites, social media, etc. And they were all saying a very similar thing. And it was talking about, they were, studies were done on people coming to the end of their life and what were the most common thoughts and regrets, really. So I did a quick Google search and I found an article which said, they all said very similar things, but the article I found gave five the top five regrets of the dying, very lovely title. Um, and it was written by a nurse in palliative care. And the first one 
was I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life others expected of me. And that was the most common regret of all. And I guess that's what I was hoping to find when I was searching because I think that's what I, it's, it's along the lines of why I was searching and why I wanted to share that with you. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life that was true to myself and not one others expected of me. It's pretty deep, really. And it got me to thinking how many people go through their whole life living a life that is up to somebody else's expectations, either family, societal, uh, maybe it's a religious conditioning. Maybe what you really wanted to do as a, a, as a child, you were told wasn't possible. Maybe what you wanted to do, you never saw anyone else do and therefore didn't believe that it was possible. I wanted to be, a lot of you probably know this, but I wanted to be uh, an actress from as young as, from the point where I realized that there was a job <laughs> that we had to do, I knew I wanted to perform, I wanted to entertain, I wanted to inspire people, and acting and dancing was my route to that. And I was very lucky, my parents supported me every step of the way, they traveled around with me to all the different classes I was taking, all the different places, auditions I was doing, and, you know, I, that was a real blessing really, because not many people had the same experience. I, at the performing arts school I went to, or college I went to, my experience growing up was quite rare to have parents that supported what it was that my soul came here to do, what I wanted to do, what was authentic to me. When I was at um, school, I went to the careers advisors like we do. We've probably all got a story like this, right? I went to the careers advisor and I said, I want to be an actor, an actress. I want to be an actress. And the careers advisor said, okay, but that's not a real job. I'm like, no, but that's what I want to do. It is a real job. And I'm giving examples and I'm, show, you know, I'm showing all the research I've done and different things that I could do. And the careers advisors, whose job it was to help me along my path, told me that I should go into, do my college uh, education in um, leisure and tourism, it was called, so that I could go be a, a holiday rep and might get to entertain and perform, like Butlins, right? <laughs> you imagine me, <laughs> you imagine me at Butlins, I know I am a bit of a cheese ball, yes, <laughs> but... I'm a little, probably a bit too edgy for Butlins, perhaps. And I certainly was when I was that age. But that was the path that I was told at school that I should follow. And I didn't, of course. I, I chose the path I wanted to. But that's what we're up against, right? This is, it's so easy to fall into that trap of doing what our parents expect of us and then going into school and say, I want to do this and then them telling us, no, you have to do something else. And that's, you know, you could go into a career and spend your whole life doing something that isn't true to you. And if you think about a career or your job, 
that's what 50, 60, sometimes 70% of your time, your energy, because some dude in a careers advice class who, you know, probably didn't like themselves told you that's what you had to do. So this is on the grandest scale, right? This is, this is a, a, a big one. Um, and if you're at a point in your life where you're starting to be like, wow, that's me, don't worry. <laughs> there, are, there are gentler ways and practices that we can start to work out what it is that we want to do. When it comes to the career side of things, I think things are definitely changing now. So when I was at school, you, you kind of trained for a job and you would pretty much stick to it. I'm probably the last sort of generation that thought like that. Now, you know, people aren't really, don't really have one career. They're, it's, they're freer to do lots of different things. But it was just, well, I just wanted to start with that just to give you a, a sense of, you know, how, how easy it is to, to fall into that. How are we doing in Facebook? Let me bring you back. Does that make sense to you? Does that resonate with anyone? Yeah. Hey, Rachel, thanks for joining. You'd have running a club mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anybody creative at my school was told to go into leisure and tourism. It, it was kind of, it, it was the thing, right? It was, it was where they, everybody was placed because nobody really knew what to do with us. Nobody knew really what to do. So let's get back on track. Authenticity. What does it mean? We say this all the time in yoga, in spiritual circles, any mindfulness classes. You're hearing it all the time. You must be your authentic self. It's like, my authentic self, what's that? Right? Your flesh and bones, you feel real. But are, are, are your ideas, are your beliefs, are your actions in line with the real you? So authenticity is the truth. It's, it's the real thing. It's not copied. It's not manipulated. It is on a spiritual perspective. It is your core essence, those unique gifts that your soul has and only your soul has. Your unique gifts, your unique purpose, and what it is that you've come here to do and what it is that you have to offer the world. And we, every single person on this planet has that. If we follow the yoga philosophy and the spiritual teachings. I think we know when we meet someone in our lives or we've had a friend that is just in alignment. They are their authentic selves. They could not be themselves if they tried. When we're with those people, there is a sense of, I don't know, you feel free just to be in their presence. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful. I heard something on a podcast not so long ago, and I actually wrote it down. I've copied it here. There's nothing more beautiful than a being who knows itself. Nothing more powerful, more intoxicating or inspiring than a being that is in its truth that is living authentically. And when we're in that flow, when we're in that space, we're more spontaneous, right, in the present moment. 
our actions are coming from our, our gut, they're, they're intuitive. Your authentic self is who you are deep down. It's when you don't care what other people think. You know when you're being authentic because it, it, it will feel comfortable in the body. It will feel easy. And that doesn't mean to say it's, it's not challenging, of course, if we're... we're being authentic we're having to, to speak authentically right we're going to have to speak our truth and they might be uncomfortable conversations but when you have them you just you just feel better about yourself you'll just feel better like the energy in the body will relax a little bit If we're not authentic within our relationships, and this isn't just a partner relationship, but perhaps a relationship within a workspace or within a friendship, you know, then those relationships are going to suffer, right? They're not going to be as meaningful. And we're going to talk about this a lot when we do our, our challenge, our three days, uh, where we're going to really delve into how to be more authentic, and it will start with exploring our core values but just to give you a, a little sip of that if we are not aligned with our, with our core values our life just feels uneasy dis-ease right dis-ease can lead to disease it gives us feelings of anxiety of uneasiness of agitation you know if what your core self believes values is here and all the actions you're taking, how you're living your life, because that's what your friends do and you still think that that's who you are and you're doing that over there. There's this big space here where those feelings of uneasiness, agitation live. So how do we start to live with more authenticity we get what it means right let me know in the comments we understand what it is to be authentic it's not so easy right because of all the conditioning that we talked about at the beginning and um, I was going to show the video but I don't know if there's an, enough time but what I'll do is I'll drop it in the comments I, it's on YouTube and it's Gabriel Mate who we all love in this community right and he talks about your attachment needs as, as a baby, as a child, and your need as a, as a baby, as a child, to be authentic. And sometimes as you're a young child and you're growing up, those two don't work together. Because when you express yourself authentically as a child, your need for attachment, the love and attention from your parents, perhaps doesn't come, and that's not to blame the parents, right? That's just how the baby brain works. So already we start stepping out, we behave certain ways that isn't authentic to who we are because that's how we receive love, we get the attention that we like, that's how we get that feeling of belonging, the connection. 
And then we stick with that until we're grown-ups and we don't know who we are anymore. So the first step to stepping back into alignment with our authentic self is what we always say on the mat is having that curiosity to know yourself on a deeper level. And I love the word curiosity so much. I use it all the time because it just it's, it gives it the essence of playfulness. It's getting curious to know how we're feeling. how we're moving, what are my beliefs? How do I feel when I believe that? And a conversation I had uh, with a friend recently, what if the opposite was true? How does that feel in my body? Do I really value that? You know, this, this playful curiosity gives us less attachment. It's a little gentler, it's a little easier. It feels a little lighter on the body then, okay, I've got to figure out who am I, what am I doing here? You know, that's doesn't feel as nice. Not to me anyway, perhaps, you know, you're different. So we need that curiosity to find out who we are. Teal Swan, she said uh, in one of her books, did I write this down because I, I don't want to misquote this, you can only be as authentic as you are self-aware. So if you're not aware of who you are, you can't express that authentic part of you, which I believe to be true. And I also have friends that are self-aware sort of organically. They're authentic without having to do the work. I have to do the work. I'm, I'm in the category of people that have to do the work. I have to take my time to go back to what my values are, what my beliefs are. Where do I feel at peace? Where do I feel joy? So the first step is getting curious, taking inventory, looking at our lives. And we'll look at that in the challenge. And then can we be present with that? Can we be present with ourselves and who we are in the moment, no matter what's going on around us? You know, without being distracted by this constant mind chatter. The constant critical thinker, not critical thinking, that would be the opposite, wouldn't it? The, the critic, the inner critic, that's the right phrase. The inner critic that, again, comes from some conditioning as a child that's telling you that you're not, you can't do it, you're not worth it, it's not for you. That inner voice that if we're constantly worried about what other people think and I've, oh, I've done this so many times in my life and I still have to be mindful of this because this is still something that I'm struggling with but maybe challenged by sometimes if you're conscious about you don't feel like you're wearing the right clothes for an event or you know like right now I have issues I've told you my Hair started to really thin and my hair's always been the one thing that I've attached to as being my thing, what I've always had great hair, right? 
and now I've, I have to be conscious of that. So that's what I'm thinking about sometimes. I'm in a conversation with someone and the whole time I'm thinking, oh my God, my hair, is it, does it look really thin? Can, she, can the, my friend see the ball patches? I'm not present with that person. I'm not present in my body and in the moment and just enjoying that moment. You know, I'm up here in my head worried about stuff. Worried about what other people think, how I look. Another way to make sure that, not to make sure, but to start to living with more authenticity is to look at who we're surrounding ourselves with. So if your value system is around family, um, uh, home, security, you know, build, building a, a connection with nature, peace, contentment, and all of your friends are still friends maybe from school and you know, family's not in, in their head at all and theirs is all about making money and being famous on Instagram or uh, travel, all of these different things that are not anything in alignment with you and every time you're with them, there's just that uneasiness. It's like, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, great, really happy to be here. You know, it's like, it's exhausting. To find those, even if it's just one or two friends, that when you're with them, you are just yourself. There's no pretense. There's just, why oh, I always say that, just the exhale. Doesn't matter how you show up, you're just yourself. They probably share some similar values to you. It makes it a lot easier that way to start to say no to the things that aren't working for you. Helps you to speak your truth. This is a hard one, right? Took me ages to learn this. That it's okay to say that something, I don't like something or I don't like the way someone's behaving or, you know, something doesn't work for me. <laughs> even all the work I've done, even saying it now, I still get a little, because that's been so hard for me in my life. And you know what? When I've been able to do that, when I've been able to say it, whew, it feels amazing. And just to learn that it's okay. You know, we're all good people here that's watching this video in this community. You know, it doesn't mean being authentic doesn't necessarily mean acting out on things. You know, that's just, is that being really authentic? Someone said to me, yeah, but I can't just show up to work if I feel really this and that. I was like, it doesn't mean, you know, if you're feeling... Uh, angry about something it doesn't mean like just constantly being angry everywhere you go that's not being authentic one because probably the anger isn't how your core is feeling or needing it's probably covering up something 
the anger is probably coming from the fact that you're not expressing yourself authentically or you know allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that moment maybe you're afraid of something and that's the authentic truth but it's coming out as that aggression that anger You know, it feels horrible when we say something and it's not really true to us. It feels horrible in the body, like the body's telling you all the time. The body's guiding you. I remember with my ex-boyfriend, and I, I really struggle to communicate in, in, in relationship. It's something that I've really had to work on. And the hardest conversations that, that people say, gosh, that must have been so hard. I was like, no, it felt amazing because I was speaking my truth. And even though it was awful, the conversation we were having, but it was just, it was so honest and it was so real. And I felt amazing afterwards. I mean, essentially it was a breakup, but I felt amazing <laughs> because finally it was an open, honest conversation. You know, and it, it takes time. We have to, to work on that as well. When we start, when we do this challenge, I promise you, and this is, this is a big one, that all of the, not all, but a lot of our issues with things like not being able to set boundaries, um, you know, poor decision making, overwhelm with what choices to make, when you are really clear on your values, on your core values, your core needs, you can use that as the blueprint. You can come back to that when you're facing decisions, when you're not sure whether something's right for you or not. So I think I just want to just double check through some of my notes here. So the first step for us really on this journey on the, and this is like our journey through the whole year, this is the beginning of it, is this self-reflection, it is getting curious about who we are, what our desires are, what our needs are, what we value, what we believe, who we are at the deepest level. And then we'll start to learn how to start aligning with that, the actions that we take. And all of this we can work into our yoga practice. That's why I love combining yoga with the work we do in these sessions. is because this is where we start to discover it, right? Perhaps if I'd said to you a year ago, or before you'd practiced yoga, let's get curious, let's get excited and curious about who we are and how we feel, you'd think I was nuts. I mean, you might still think I'm nuts. But we do it on the yoga mat, right? We're curious. We've practiced that. We start to recognize when we're not authentic in our yoga practice. You know, the next day when we're really aching, we're like, I really should have taken a rest there when my back was telling me to. I'll remember next time. Or maybe not. <laughs> So we start playing with these ideas in our yoga practice, the safety and comfort of our yoga mat, in our journaling, 
And then we start to be, maybe have a little play, a little experiment out in the world. You know, the next time you find yourself doing something, people-pleasing, big one for, for a lot of us, I know it for myself. You know, apologizing all the time, pleasing, that trying to get approval from someone. Just maybe step back. We're now aware of it, right? Awareness. Maybe say, oh, what would happen if I just say no? Actually, that doesn't work for me. And I've started doing that and it feels great. I told you I've had this personal growth spurt this last year and it's because of, it's because of these practices. I mean, it could also be age. You know, you get to a certain age and you just don't give up as much. So how are you all feeling? Let me know. What's resonating with you? Let me just have a little look. Oh, the other, <laughs> the other regrets. I will actually tell you those. Um, Carol, thanks for that comment. And this is, this is when I, when, like I said at the beginning, when I looked at these, they all, I've, I've read, because I've read this stuff before. I think somebody, an author that I follow, wrote a book about this. I think it might have been Dan, Dan Millman wrote a, a book about, to do with this. I think that's when I started uh, being interested in it. So the first one of the regrets, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Amazing. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And, oh, wow, interesting. So what the nurse said on that was this came from every male patient that I nursed. Wow. Wow. I guess because of the generation that it was mostly the men that were working at that time and the, the women would make the home, right? Wow, all of the men I nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a work existence. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. So this is, again, what we've been talking about. Number four, I'd wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Ah. <laughs> Maybe that's something as you get much older, you lose a lot more contact, but... Number five, I wish I'd let myself be happier. And the nurse wrote under that, if this is a surprisingly common one, many didn't realize until the end that happiness was in fact a choice. They'd stayed stuck in old patterns and habits and the so-called comfort or familiarity overflowed into their emotions. And we've talked about this, I know we've talked about this before, is the ego the ego self will always want to keep you within the familiar because that's what it thinks is safe and that's what it thinks it needs. The survival archetypes, remember? The saboteur, the victim. 
that's the inner child, the, the uh, abandoned child. The, those archetypes, the ego will always try and keep you in those patterns, in those familiar uh, thoughts, feelings, actions, because that's, it feels safe. Anything to the unknown, to the ego, is ah, scary, let's not do it. That's why we have these practices. That's why we're warriors. So we can go into the unknown, we can charge into it. Um, so yeah. The last one, I wish I'd let myself be happier. Fear of change had them pretending to others. Again, leads back to being authentic. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were content when deep within they longed to laugh properly and have the silliness in their life again. Good lessons to learn there. But interestingly, it's everything that we're that we're doing, right? We're all doing that, we're practicing that, we're working on that, which is amazing. I think that we're on this journey together and yeah, I'm feeling very blessed. So does anyone have any questions? I'm just gonna have a look through here. The apologizing thing. Honestly, my best friend in London, I remember once got so angry at me. She said, if you ever answer the phone again with sorry, I, I, I'm not going to call you anymore. And I do it in emails too. I'm, I start an email to say, sorry, I didn't get... I'm like, why am I, why am I opening with sorry? And that's something I'm now mindful from. And you can start that with text messages. If you're starting, oh, really sorry I didn't do this or really sorry I didn't get back to you. No, your time is your time. That's a good one to start practicing for you, Carol, about the apologizing you're aware of it now what practices can you put into place notice when you say sorry and you know fill it with something else any questions coming through let's see what you say here Lou. I tried to keep us under 30 minutes but we're almost there time myself a little Yeah. Uh, does it make sense that your core values and needs change as you get to know yourself or adapt after trauma and change in life circumstances 100%? I think some core values, and we will go over this um, in, I think it's in two weeks from now, some core values will, you'll notice have probably sort of been there, but how you express them will change. So I've always been a seeker. I've always wanted to learn stuff. That's been in my soul since I've been a child. I've always wanted to inspire and, you know, motivate people. And I thought it was through acting and now I found it through yoga. You know, that feeling of expansion has always been there. To be creative, that's always been there. But right now my values that I'm working on are, are what my soul needs right now in this moment. And that's what I'm basing my work around. But that creativity... That's still there. That's still one of my values. I've just, it's just sort of more in the background right now. And they will totally change. And you can have friends that don't have the same values of you. But, you know, if your friends are, see the world one way and you see it the other, it, it will be exhausting constantly trying to, you know, if you're constantly having to be a different person each time you're with them. My friends used to say to me all the time when I was younger, 
uh, like in my early 20s, they'd always say, wow, and they probably still do, and I'm, it's, it's weird thinking about it now. But they would say, oh, you're amazing, like I could take you anywhere and you just fit right in. And I would like, yeah, I'm such a chameleon, it's because I'm an actress, that's so cool, like you, I can go anywhere and belong. But it's because I wasn't really probably being authentic in any of those situations, right? I was adapting myself to the situation. And that's a survival thing too, right? We don't want to move too far away from that. But at the same time, I would go in other situations, other places where I just love to be there. I just really enjoyed myself. I wasn't trying. I wasn't pretending. I wasn't uncomfortable. It was just me and it felt amazing. And now, I guess with the age thing, I I just want to feel like that most of the time. And it's not always possible, obviously, but I want to feel like that more of my life because it feels awesome. Yeah, there's so much love and that's it. Like, it's just... I don't think it's necessarily like leaving friends behind like like completely but just knowing exactly just setting the boundaries just just knowing that you know where your attention is and what's right for you and who you want to be around most or I don't know I don't know maybe I'm a bit more cutthroat I think I'm lucky in my, in my time. I don't. I'm, I don't have any friends from school. Really, we're not close anymore. And that I didn't. I've never really. People have sort of come and gone very organically in my life without me ever having to think about it. I'm quite lucky like that. So I'm going to leave it here. I'm just conscious of time. Anybody's got any more questions, let me know. And yeah, we will be going over all of this in our challenge. Um, and yeah, it, it's just going to be three days. If you don't want to do the yoga, you don't need to do the yoga. If you can't do it live, you don't need to do it live. Don't worry. It's just the journaling prompts. It's just the exercises to get us thinking. And I like to incorporate that with meditation and yoga because that's what opens me up to, to be able to access that part of myself. Um, and, I, and I think it does for you guys too. So thank you for joining me and I look forward to delving deeper into this over the next few weeks. And like I said, this is the beginning of us sort of finding our way for the whole year, exploring the qualities of what it means to live with a warrior's heart, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And the first, the first quality of that is authenticity. And then I think we're moving into grace after that and explaining what that is and all of that stuff, all that yummy stuff. So thank you so much for joining me live, guys. I really, really appreciate it. If you're catching up on a replay uh, or even if you're listening on the podcast, definitely drop me a message. Let me know how you found it. And I very much look forward to connecting with you this week. Peace and love, guys. (laughs) Peace and love. I nearly said peace out. (laughs) I was like, don't say peace out. That's weird. So I went, peace and love. What do I say? Love and magic. Love and magic, my friends. (laughs) Take care. Oh, dear.